Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, happy new year. I know it's you know past the new year, but I feel like I want to say that because it has been a while since Melissa and I have done, we were just realizing an episode together on the podcast. I feel like we've interviewed people together or we've interviewed people separately. So yeah, it's been a really long while. I'm stoked to be back here with my best friend <laughs> and my hero. Besties. The Melissa Smith. And we love uh, this time of year for a number of reasons. Our anniversary is in January. Tanner, one of our one of our sons and myself, we have a birthday together. He's born on my birthday. That's in January. January 25th. Yeah, it's just a fun year or fun time of year. We feel like with a lot of momentum. And many of you are probably aware of what we do in our own family to kind of bring the previous year to a close in a really powerful way with intention and how we kick off each new year with a lot of meaning and intention. And if you're not, you can go to familybrand.com forward slash best. And we'll put that in the show notes. And yeah. Uh, and I, we, we talk about this a lot. If you are a listener to the podcast, first of all, thank you. We love you. And uh, we just thought it'd be, a great time to do a kind of a launch into 2024, what our family word is, how that is already, because we've had about a month now to live with our word and use it and and see how it fits. And so we thought it'd be cool to do an update there as well. And the benefits you would be to have you decided on a word for your family this year? And if so, what is it? Um, just get you thinking about that. Yeah. When we say a word, it can be a word, a phrase, a theme, an intention. Some years for us, it's a single word. Some years it's a phrase. And so what we do is we reflect on the previous year through a series of questions that you can find all of these amazing worksheets that Melissa put together for familybrand.com forward slash best. All the ways to reflect on the year you've just had and all the, all the questions to consider who do we want to be as a family in the year ahead and or for now, the, this current year, 2024, and it's cool because it gets the whole family involved and the whole family helps speak into this. And as an outcome of that, what we do every year and what a lot of families now do who have followed us on this journey is they end up coming up with a word or a phrase for the year. They come up with a quote that kind of embodies that word or that phrase. And then they, if they want to, they can come up with a scripture that embodies that. And so what we have now is we have a word for the year. We have a quote that supports that word. And then we have the scripture, but it all starts with finding the word or the phrase and then the quote that aligns with that and the scripture. And then we include it as part of our morning routine. And then we talk about a lot. So when we were reflecting on the previous year, I think what went well, what do we, what, what would we have changed and who do we want to be this year? One of the things we realized in Melissa sharing what she wanted to create in 2024, myself and our kids is a lot of us have like some really big goals for this year that will require maybe more like grit and determination and some hustle than ever before. Like some of our kids want to really excel in sports and they want to add a lot of muscle and strength and size and inches to their vertical and speed. You know, that was fun amongst our kids. 
And then Melissa and I want to add growth is just in our lives and our businesses. And this one's a very different one for us, but it maybe is like the most fun one I've ever had. But I don't know if any of you have heard like kids and teenagers today talking about like this idea of like, you got to get that dog in you. The world of teenagers and the things you learn. Yeah. So this idea of like the, the meaning behind that, you got to get like, do you, or someone will say, do you have that dog in you? It's like, do you have that fight, that grit, that determination, kind of like sometimes like a wild, like a dog who's protecting something or. Tenacious. Yeah, tenacious. Yeah. And so we started throwing that around and all of our kids really, really loved it. Like, yeah, let's get that dog in us for 2024. And so that is our phrase for the year. We've never had a phrase like that. But our phrase for 2024 is get that dog in you. And it's been fun because we've actually challenged each other a lot already as a family in fun ways and sometimes in serious ways. Like, hey, do you got that dog in you? Like, get that, get that dog in you. Like, how tenacious are you willing to be? How committed are you? So we, we crowdsource together the, the, the word or the theme. And we let everyone kind of pick one and then we vote on it. So that's what we voted on. And then we crowdsource the quote. We encourage everyone in the family, age appropriate, to come up with a quote. And so we all threw our hats in the ring or our quotes in the ring. We voted on it. And Tate's quote is the one who, you know, got chosen this year. Because it's like, okay, if we're going to if we're gonna really get that dog in us, what's a quote that would support that? Do you want to share the yeah, quote? Yeah, it was, you get what you work for and not what you wish for. And that'll just come up in in conversation even and even for me i think this is a really beautiful thing about it too this isn't just for your kids it's for you too so i've had as a parent as an adult so i've had situations where i felt myself not having that dog in me <laughs> and i you get know, that dog in you melissa <laughs> i repeat to myself i gotta get that dog in me i honestly probably resonate more with the quote than i do like that phrase you get what you work for not what you wish for and yeah just funny other other times it's it's bubbled up. I think uh, I'm trying to remember over the past month when it's bubbled up. But like we have a son who wants to meet new people. He wants to meet new girls in particular, and so but he's being kind of shy about it, I guess. And so, and realizes he is and wants yeah, to like. He wants he wants it for himself. He wants to be more outgoing and wants to be more, um, yeah, outgoing. And so it's come up then. Like Tate, you got to get that dog in you. Yeah. Of, like, Go out. And, and you can't it. just wish for it, yeah. right? Like you get what you work for. I've had mornings where I've, you know, alarm goes off at 5 a.m. And I'm like, I don't know, I want to go to the gym today. And I think about hitting snooze or just turning it off. And it's like, get that dog in you. Like you get what you work for, not what you wish for. So it's it's just been fun. And, and again, I think there's a fine line with this. We really try not to shame people with it or make them feel bad. It's more from a place of speaking possibility into them and encouraging them. And then the scripture that we came up with, and again, we kind of let all of our kids think about a scripture, and ours is, I will go and do the things that the Lord commands. So it's like, I will go and do. Like, I'm gonna, like if I want it, I'm going to go do it. I got that dog in me. Like, I get what I work for, not what I wish for. And then if you know a little bit about our family brand framework, so we have a program called the Family Brand Academy that Melissa created that takes families through a real intentional methodology that allows them to create their family's identity, their family's culture, their leadership, and their core values. And we help them create these like eight really intentional core values in these eight specific categories. And then one of the things that we do every year is we have our eight values and then we'll take our word for the year and we'll have it be like a ninth value just for that year. And then the next year we have another one. So last year, our theme for 2023 was Smith, Simplify and Expand. So every morning we'd say our core values and then our last one was Smith, Simplify and Expand. This year we say our core values and then the last one is Smith's got that dog in him. 
And then, do you remember the old the old song? Guys, it's so weird. This is so weird. But I find like the weirder and like wackier it is. Sometimes it, the kids enjoy it more, and it's more entertaining. So this is weird. Yeah. So you remember that song back in the day? Who let the dogs out? So at first, our kids, like our oldest kids, especially thought they were too cool for it. But you could tell they were trying not to smile, and they secretly liked it. And now they they participate in it. So every morning, we start out with our word or our phrase. Get that dog in you. Then we go to our quote. You get what you work for, not what you wish for. Then our scripture. I'll go and do the things the Lord commanded. And we're all saying this together. And then we say our values. And then we have our last one. Smith's got that dog in him. And then we just wait. And someone always every morning goes, who let the dogs out? And then the rest of the family goes, who, who, who? So it's just fun. Again, we've never had one like that. But again, I think like Melissa said, the more actions you can put to it and the more you can have fun with it. Like this idea of what are you known for as a family and what do you stand for and who are you? Yeah, it's serious. And it can also be really loose, fun, and and free. And we would encourage, we encourage that, have a lot of fun with it. And if that's, all of this is feeling overwhelming, like we've been talking for 10 minutes about it, I think we could maybe boil it down to choose one intention for your family this year mm. and keep repeating it as much and as often as possible. That's basically all that we're trying to do. One you know, attention or one like identity for your family this year and then go and create it. One of the things that we teach in companies with my coaching consulting company, the possibility company, we do the exact same thing for companies that Melissa does when she works with families. And that is we start by first creating this identity. Like how do we, how can we create an identity that's bigger than any one person that all of us feel like we're a part of, even though we're all different and unique, but it's like this unifying thing and it's so powerful. And once we help a company uncover that identity, then all of the work becomes reminding that company of their identity and getting them to remember their identity. Because I think sometimes in, in businesses and in life, it's like we, we create this really amazing breakthrough, this really amazing identity for our company or our family or this intention for the year. And then a week or two later, we forget about it and we're on to creating something else new. But it's like, no, once, once you have this intention or this theme, like Melissa said, the consistency is like the most important thing. It's like, how often can we talk about this? How many different ways can we talk about this? How committed can we be? Because I promise you, if you create an intention or a theme for the year, and look, that that intention or that theme for the year could end up becoming the identity for your whole family long-term, and it could just be, this is what's important to us this year. But I promise you, if you put some thought and intention into it, something will be downloaded to you that really will serve your family. And if you'll commit to it and stick with it throughout the whole year, you will experience miracles through that consistency. You'll, you'll do things you wouldn't have done You'll have adventures and experiences you would have never had. Like last year, our intention was simplify and expand. And our quote was, fill your life with lots of experiences, not lots of things. Have incredible stories to tell, not incredible clutter in your closet. I would say of all the years we've been doing this, we might have been more consistent with that quote than we ever have. And it was amazing if I look back how many miracles, experiences, adventures, decisions we made just because we had that one intention that we stayed hooked on and kept talking about. Because there's been other years we've come up with a really cool intention, word, theme, and we're just not super consistent with it. And it doesn't really drive a big result for us. Yeah, I think the the way to get, like, keep reminding yourself of it is to set, like put systems in place where it's just gonna happen automatically and it doesn't have to be like this special conversation or this special creation every time. So once you've decided okay, this is our focus for the year, our intention, theme, whatever you want to call it. Maybe choose one time where you're going to do it. For example, we're going to 
I know we're going to be together on Sunday for lunch. So we'll repeat it on Sundays during lunchtime. If nothing else, it's just, it's at least happening once a week, um, reminding you. And for us, we usually eat breakfast together, which I know isn't the reality for every family. But for us, we can do it most every day at breakfast when we're eating together, where we are reminding ourselves of it. Yeah, I think it's a really good point that it's one thing to say to be consistent, but it's like, well, how do you do that? To bake it into the routines and rhythms you already have so it doesn't feel like a new thing. And maybe it's like, well, I don't, we don't get together a lot as a family because we're running in different directions, but I do have this time where I'm driving this child to practice every day. I have this time where I'm driving this child to piano lessons or it's like, even then it's just like finding, like, I'm going to make it part of, I'm going to attach it to something that's already happening. Like if you have a strong bedtime routine with your kids, I know we do not, <laughs> I wish we did. Um, but if you do have a strong bedtime routine, this would be a perfect thing to like attach there too. Totally. I'm even having some thoughts like, well, I think one year we did have bracelets made. Yeah, so you could have fun with it. I would actually love to do that this year. Like we should do that. I think our kids would love it. Should you get t-shirts? Yeah, you could do t-shirts. You could have bracelets. I would put it up in your home somewhere where it's visible. Even if it's just a single word and it's written on a piece of paper, it doesn't have to be fancy. But like, again, companies do these types of things. Really intentional, really successful companies. They realize it's not enough just to create an intention or goals for the year or an identity or a vision that you then have to take that and memorialize it into rhythms and cadences. And uh, we, Melissa and I recently, uh, last week or the week before, we spoke at an event for Triad Partners who I have a strategic partnership with through the Possibility Company. Melissa now has a strategic partnership with through Family Brand. Yeah. She spoke on stage and Fancy. crushed it, by the way. She did amazing. And Simon Sinek was there speaking and Peyton Manning and just some awesome people. And Peyton Manning talked about this very thing that part of what drives culture and identity is the reminders. So he's like, you cannot walk into Southwest Airlines headquarters, which I've never been there, but they've done some work with them. He said, you cannot walk through Southwest, head, uh, Southwest Airlines headquarters and literally at every corner at every turn not see their vision and their identity. It's written everywhere and it's written creatively and in different ways because it's not about for Southwest Airlines at this point, it's not about, well, what's the next thing we're gonna become or do or it's actually just gotta just remind ourselves of who we are. And that doesn't mean we're not on the lookout for innovation and growth and change. But yeah, I think baking it into rhythms, routines, writing it somewhere, have fun with it, get bracelets made, put it on a t-shirt, put it on hats. Talk about where attention goes, energy flows. Yeah, it's just this distinction that where attention goes, energy flows. And so wherever something is requiring my attention, there's energy, right? So if I do this, like if all of you were here or some of you watching and like you saw Melissa's reaction, it's like I created attention through clapping my hands really loud and then the energy flows there. And so if we want our energy to flow towards something, it has to have something that gets our attention. And I think the, the challenge a lot of times is we don't have a really clear intention to get our attention. So our energy can just kind of go everywhere. And there's a real power in helping channel a group of people. I would say a team, and that team could be a family, a sports team, a work team, an entire company. There's a power in getting their energy to flow towards something that's common and unified, but we have to get attention on it for the energy to flow to that. And so you start by what is the intention and then how do we get attention like going in that direction? Because it won't happen if we just talk about it once in a great while. It really is the consistency. And I read a book one time, I think it was um, The Power of One More by Ed Milet. I know it's by Ed Milet. I'm not sure if I got the title right. 
but he talked about the power of language and that one of the most powerful things leaders do is they're very consistent with the language of who the company is. And he said, a lot of times leaders get just fatigued. They're just like, I'm tired of talking about this. And the temptation is, well, let me, let me ditch this thing I've been talking about for quite some time because it's getting boring and let me embrace something new and fun and exciting. And he's like, but what great leaders do is they push through the fatigue and they're like, yeah, I'm fatigued. Yeah, I'm kind of tired about talking about this and this is still really important and this is who we are. So I'm just going to double down on it. And this might be useful for families. I never thought to share this, but one of the things that we teach when we consult companies um, is we, again, we help them uncover their identity and then we really challenge them to talk about it all the time, everywhere, to everyone, by everyone. So it's like, once we have this intention for the year, how do we talk about it all the time? How do we talk about it everywhere? How do we share it with everyone, not just in our family? And how do we get everyone in the family talking about it? And we had companies before that'll ask us, well, how do we know we're there? Like, how do we know that we're talking about it enough? And we've had companies like, but what if we talk about it too much? And I'm always like, I love that question because if this is who you are, or if this is your intention for the year, you can't talk about it enough. I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I don't think it's possible to talk about it too much. You want to talk about it too much. And one of the first signs to know that you're kind of starting to talk about it enough is you get sick of talking about it. I'm sure there'll be a child amongst your children that will get tired of it too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's okay. Like I, I sometimes get tired of talking about our identity, even though I love it. I don't, I wouldn't say I get tired of talking about it, but I'm like, I'm aware of like, wow. Cause like, so for the possibility company, we talk about possibility all the time. Like if you followed me around or followed any of our team members around, you'd probably literally hear us use the word possibility 50 to a hundred times a day, sometimes several hundred, depending on the activity, but that creates something, that consistency. So it's like, okay, I'm aware of the fact I'm talking about this a lot. I might even be tired of hearing myself say it. <laughs> that actually means you're starting to barely talk about it enough. The second sign to look for is if it goes what we call second generation, where you're not the only one talking about it. You've talked about it so much that your kids start talking about it consistently or your team. That's how you know. The third way to really know you're talking about it is it goes third generation and like your friend's friends start talking about it or someone else that's been around your family starts talking about it or in a business, your clients start talking about it. And that's a powerful thing. And that's actually happened recently because I talk about it so much. Some of my team members in the possibility company, they've been talking about like, oh yeah, that's right. Cause Smith's got that dog in him. I, I got, <laughs> you know, like, I've talked about it so much that other people are starting to talk about it. So it's okay. It is, I guess what I'm saying is I'm giving you permission that whether it's your family's like overarching core purpose or it's just like this theme for the year, you want to talk about it a lot. It's the only thing that hasn't become not just words, but like part of your, like kind of written on, written on your heart, so to speak. I love that. Okay. As a recap, if you haven't yet, Choose an intention for the year that can be a phrase, it can be a word for your family. And ideally, you would, like Chris said, crowdsource that. So you would in involve the family and be like, where do, you, where do you think we could focus this year? What do you think we could work on? What's um, important to us? Yeah, what's important to us? It, you will have way more buy-in if, if this is co-created with the family and not just something you're giving them to do. Um, and then once you have that decided, you create systems, decide one time where you're going to, we're going to talk about it. I mean, of course it'll go, it'll go from there, but for now, just choose one time we're going to talk about it, whether that's, um, at dinner, whether that's, you know, once a week at when you're driving to church or whatever it may be, choose a time when you're going to talk about it. 
Yeah, and ha- and last thing, have fun with it. Yeah. Like I, we were just playing basketball the other day, me and Trip out in the driveway, and I mean he's he's eight, you know, and so I I don't let him score all the time, and I don't let him win all the time. I win sometimes, he wins sometimes, but I'm like, you know, and he missed a shot, and I came back and made it and won, and I was like, yeah, dude. You just don't got that dog in you, but I do. And he started laughing, you know, he thought it was funny. Just like, just trash talking with him a little bit. Like, but so you can just, yeah, have fun with it. You, so many of you are so creative, like thinking of ways to like imp- implement this idea. And it's never too late, by the way. Some I know some of you like me are perfectionists and you're like, well, it's already January, whatever. Like it's too late. We've had families that find out about this approach in the summertime and still choose a theme or an intention for their family. Even if you'll probably listen to this in February, it's and that's fine. You can still do it. And familybrand.com forward slash best, some of the resources. Um, two other things I was going to say. If you do choose your word or theme, we'd love to hear about it. Like if you follow Melissa on our family brand at Instagram, we'd love to hear, like share with us what your word is. And then also Melissa's kicking off another group to go through family brand called, you know, the family, it's a family brand academy. The last group we had go through was remarkable. We have some of the coolest couples, families, entrepreneurs that are already um, committed to this next group that kicks off probably late February, early March. So if it's ever called to you to like, I want to go through family brand or I want to do it with a group of families, I want to do it with with a group of committed people and like have Melissa's help. Um, yeah, reach out to her through through uh, Instagram or the website. Yeah, or you can message me at melissa at familybrand.com. Um, yeah, it will be a great group. I think we have seven or eight families already in it, and they're amazing, wonderful families. We only attract the most amazing families, so it would be fun to, fun to have you join. Okay. Have a great week. See you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.